Welcome to the Small Business Edge 5 and 5, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Five questions, five minutes, one exciting guest. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Moran, and this is our monthly 5 and 5 segment where we ask five questions in five minutes to one guest expert about one topic. And our guest this month is Josh Lawton. He is the managing partner of Squared Compass. And our topic today is on cybersecurity. And by the way, I want to thank Pitney Bowes for being the sponsor of our five and five segments. Uh, They do a great job of helping small business owners, and they're a true champion for small businesses around the world. So thank you very much. Welcome to the five and five podcast, Josh Lawton. Thanks for letting me be here. I am. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to put on my jersey and get ready to sprint through the five and five. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> All right. So just so you know, the the record for five and five, I think, is seven minutes and fifty one seconds. Ooh, okay. Well, I may not be a gold medal winner this time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll try. I'll try for the silver. Yeah. Try. Just get on the platform. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I usually screw it up, by the way. I'm a horrible uh, wingman for this. All right, so let's get into it, Josh. Our our topic this month is cybersecurity, and let's get to the first question. How concerned should business owners be today about getting hacked? The thing about business owners is that they face cybersecurity challenges, and they don't even realize it yet. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that the large companies are always going to be attacked. They have a lot of funding around that, but the small and medium-sized businesses, a lot of times what you get from them is, I'm too small to be hacked, right? Why would somebody go after me? But the reality is, is that 43% of all cyber attacks are directed towards small and medium-sized businesses. And here's where it gets even scarier. Hmm. If you're a small business, small, medium-sized businesses, according to the SEC, if you're hacked, 60% of those companies, small, medium-sized businesses that are successfully hacked, will go out of business within a year because of that hack. Now, people dispute those numbers, but let's just even say it was only 20% of those businesses that went out of business because the average cost of a a cyber attack to these businesses is upwards of $200,000. Oh my God. Even 20% of those companies went out of business. It's still a huge concern that is out there. So if you're running a business, rather than thinking cybersecurity is a nice to have, Think of it as being as fundamental as properly doing your books, as properly filling out your tax forms, right? It's something that you may not want to do. It's not the fun part of the business, mm. but it's something that you have to do as a business fundamental. Those are those are scary numbers. All right. Are there, question two, are there certain types of companies or industries that are more often targeted by hackers? Definitely. So when you look at the type of industries that are more targeted by hackers, there's a couple of things you need to realize. Um, first and foremost, if you're in the healthcare industry, a healthcare record is substantially more valuable on the dark web than a credit card number is. And it makes sense, right? Your healthcare record encapsulates all of you, gives them a lot more data than just a credit card number, which you can just stop right then and there. So healthcare is always going to be one of those places in mm-hmm. which uh, hackers will want to target. Now, there's different reasons be beyond that, but beyond healthcare, you also need to look at the long supply chain. And what I mean by this is that a lot of the large corporations aren't going to be the first people that are are attacked. Mm-hmm. What happens is they go downstream, the attackers go downstream to the smaller companies and then work their way up, get into a small company and then work their way up through the supply chain. And if you're one of those smaller businesses that 
it turns out a major attack came from because of you didn't secure yourself properly. Well, that becomes a huge concern both for the viability of your business as a supplier to that large company and being able to grow to other companies. The last one and the one that is is always going to be well known are um, if you do any type of Department of Defense work, you are always going to be on the radar. You're always going to be there. And once again, for those small, medium sized businesses, you probably are a sub to some prime on, on these major government contracts, which means once again, if I'm going to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, an attacker doesn't attack the, the strongest part of a fort. They attack the weakest part of the fort. And Lockheed Martin is the strongest part of the fort. They have the money to be able to defend themselves. You, who might be a 10-person, 20-person business, are the weak side of the, the place, and that's where they're going to want to go and attack. So those are kind of the three places you're really going to look at um, as uh, attackers where they want to go after um, okay. for small sized businesses. And, and you would say for the smaller end of small business, too, a lot of times a hacker is doing it. Uh, it's almost like a crime of convenience, right? It's like you leave your doors open, your windows open. You're almost inviting them to come in. If you don't, if yeah. you, right? All right. So th that's going to be my third question then. So so what are the biggest mistakes that business owners make today then when it comes to cybersecurity? They don't lock their doors or windows? Well, I mean, it's actually so funny. It can be as simple as that, right? And this is something, regardless if you own a company or you're thinking about your, you know, your mom and dad somewhere, if you're thinking about your sons and daughters, is that we don't do some of the simplest things when it comes to protecting ourselves from cybersecurity criminals. Because it really is the idea of I'm just going to knock on so many doors, right? I'm going to test the, I'm going to test the latch, I'm going to test to see if I can turn it, and if that door opens, I'm going to go in. So it doesn't matter which house I'm going after. I'm just going after something to try to get get money um, or get some type of information. So if you run a business, if you run your own life, right? Some of the most easy things to do are um, on your actual physical systems, your routers, right? Is they have an administrative password, which is the same administrative password, not necessarily randomized across all these different devices, right? People can figure those out. Mm -hmm. well, change it, right? The other part about that is when you look at the security of your emails and your email systems, right? Um, if you're able just to log in with one click, uh, you might want to consider something like 2FA, two-factor authentication, um, which many people are kind of uh, seeing around where they'll type it in. Uh, Amazon might ask you, I'm going to send you a, a password by your cell phone, put the number in, and then you're good to go. There's another one called MFA, multi-factor authentication. And what this traditionally is, is for instance, if you are on uh, Microsoft 365, you're using Outlook before you're able to get into um, your email, before you're able to get to Microsoft uh, 365, you have to use your Microsoft Authenticator to be able to say, yes, I am actually the one trying to get in uh, mm -hmm. to, uh, to this information the site. So that's the first one, making it a little bit harder than somebody just being able to get lucky to either snatch a laptop, which happens all the time, right? People leave them, get snatched, um, or just kind of coming onto it and being able to, to uh, uh, break in. Second part is, is that you really want to have a way in which to prevent human error, because the number one way that successful hacks come from are from phishing campaigns. And phishing campaigns are simply sending emails with um, different type of um, malware, different type of viruses that are going to be able to be put on your computer. And so usually they get that by you clicking on something or downloading something. Well, there's something called Quad nine, Google has this first. I mean, a whole bunch of people have these type of systems in which 
before you go out to the to the big web, right, and you download all that malicious activity, you ping a server that has what are called white and black lists. White lists are the lists that are good. Black lists are the sites you shouldn't go to. And it says, yes, you should go to it. It's fine. Or no, you don't even go to it. And so it protects you from being that person who clicks on a link that would have uh, installed some type of malware onto your system uh, because humans are always going to be the main the main vector um, of attack. And then the last one is, is there's so many places in which you can do free cybersecurity training. And, and I don't mean like the whole 14 weeks of trying to become an expert. No. Yeah. It's simply there's there's training out there that you can use. One of these great companies is called Living Security, um, in which you're going to be able to, in a kind of fun manner, learn how to be safe. Think about some of the things that could happen to your small business, to your medium-sized business, and also help your employees understand those, those um, vectors, those tactics and techniques as well. So focus on first making it harder to get into your systems. Focus on fixing this the, the easiest of things, right? Change your, your administrative passwords that are, are given to you. And then lastly, you know, train the human side because the human side is always the weakest part of it. Um, that's always the side that is normally going to be the one that allows for a cyber attack to occur. So that was kind of my fourth question, I guess. It was was give me some some simple tips that business owners can follow to better protect their data and their and their valuable information. Let me but and you kind of answered that. So I want to I want to uh, ask another question. Are there like for every let's say 10 sites that get hacked by hackers, mm-hmm. right? 10 small business sites. I mean, do they ever go into a site and go, oh, this is like junk. It's like, you know, you it's like, you know, you, the storage wars, you know, on TV, you open it up and you're like, oh, it's all garbage. You know, there's nothing here. And then they just leave. Or, I, you know, I, 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 mean, it's, I mean, it could happen, right? You know, I think part of, part of the question is always, what am I then going to be able to do, right? So if I take control of, let me use this as an example. If I take control of one Nest device in one house, does it do me any good? Absolutely not, right? Doesn't matter. But imagine if I took control of 85% of all Nests in the state of Texas. And in the middle of the summer, I cranked the I, I cranked the AC all the way down in 85% of every Texas home to 50 degrees. I would completely take out the power grid. Right. And so, right. And so, so, so for, for attackers, if it costs me nothing to remain on a site, and I don't feel like I would be vulnerable um, to, to introspection, to people looking into that, then the question is why remove myself at the end of the day? And yeah. so it doesn't necessarily mean I go in there, I see nothing, and then I would come out, but it doesn't also necessarily mean I go in, I see nothing, and I, I stay. Right. It's all about, what is the what is the risk of me staying versus what is the risk of me losing? So what can I gain by staying? What could I lose uh, by by going? Those right. are kind of and, things to think about. And when somebody does a uh, um, kind of a sweep of their site, can they see then that hacker and then kick them out? Oh, uh, well, you and I. Um, so once 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 your network is penetrated, um, that's when you actually really need to bring in experts. Okay, because what what it's a kind of the standard way of attack. And actually, if you've ever watched um, if you ever watched a World War II movie and you saw kind of how Blitzkriegs work, right? It's very pointed. It comes in, it breaks the line, then it spreads out around, right? right. So cyber attackers, once they get a foothold inside of your systems, 
what they try to do is proliferate. They try to get into as many different systems as they possibly can. So just because you notice that something is has, has been attacked successfully on your network, whether it's a site, doesn't matter, whatever it is, um, that's when you actually need to bring experts in to um, mitigate the damage um, or, and repair the damage. So rather mitigate the risks of future attacks and, and repair the damage that's been done. Because I guarantee you, it's like, uh, you know what? It's like cockroaches, right? You find one in your house, you know there's going to be a second one somewhere. Oh, so yeah. yeah, that's that's how you have to approach. So bring in bring in the real people to uh, to fix everything. Don't just try to fix it yourself. All right. So here's my last question then. Uh, do you recommend any websites, newsletters, people to follow on social media if our listeners wanted to get more information on cybersecurity tips or? Yeah. So, I mean, so so there's always Chris Krebs. I mean, he's the, the guru of gurus when it comes to this. Um, but for those people who want to maybe not just learn a little bit more, kind of get a view of what's going on, because there's a whole bunch of cyber intelligence threat reports you can read um, and sites you can go to, like dark reading, to read up. But for most small, medium-sized business owners, you don't have enough time to do that, right? You have right. to win business you have to 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 make sure your employees aren't stealing from you right you have to get you have to pay health and retirement benefits right? yeah I mean, yeah you gotta do everything right so, i think yeah i think the way our listeners view cybersecurity is you know i don't need i don't want to learn how to become a mechanic i just need to like find somebody who can help me make sure my car runs efficiently right and that to me so there's a great great organization called the global cyber alliance um, and what they do, they're in the global nonprofit stood up. They've been around for about six, seven years now. And uh, what they do is they provide uh, free tools, free knowledge. And they have this thing called um, a, a small business cybersecurity toolkit. And it's in multiple different language, languages. And what it does is it does a couple of things. One, helps you understand the risks that are out there. Mm-hmm. The second one is it gives you a, a checklist, basically, um, step-by-step kind of guide on how to start protecting your business, what you can do. And then on top of that, it brings together, here are the free tools that you can use that have been vetted to be able to do what we're telling you to do. And none of these things are, are, are crazy and hard. Like one of them, talked about Quad 9 earlier. If you have a MacBook, it will take you no more than one and a half minutes to type in 9.9.9.9 um, for, your, for, your, for your computer now to just go out before it goes out to the internet, check Quad 9 to make sure it's allowed to go out there. So yeah. highly recommend them when it comes to figuring out what the risks, what can I do, or what should I do rather, and then how can I actually uh, do what you just told me to do? So uh, Global Cyber Alliance has a, has a great um, small business cybersecurity toolkit. Yeah, people should check that out. That's you and I uh, did a webinar with them, yeah. with, with you and on cybersecurity. That's how we first connected. And I love that small business cybersecurity toolkit. Uh, and it's important, right? I mean, it's that, it's that idea, right? You don't want to be a mechanic. Right. I, I really want to teach you how to drive a car, right? Yeah. I want you to be able to say, all right, cool, steering wheel, this is the ignition. Well, I guess, hey, you know, now cars don't even have ignitions. You just get into them. Yeah. They automatically, you know, are on them. But, you know, I want you to be able just to get in, drive the car, and that's what the toolkits are um, at the Global Cyber Alliance. And you're right. I mean, it was a great conversation we had with MasterCard, uh, Small Business Administration, and a couple others on what small businesses can do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If people wanted to get in touch with you because you are 
really a, a lot a lot smarter than I will ever be about cybersecurity. What's the best way for people to reach out to you or connect with you? You know, uh, honestly, one of the best ways for people to reach out to me, I think, is on LinkedIn. Um, okay, and I'll I'll tell you why, just real quick. I'm gonna give you my email, then. I'm going to do exactly what every person who wants to attack you does, right? Now they have an email. They say, I heard about something and I'm more likely to click. LinkedIn helps me prevent that. So uh, if you go and you look for, um, go to the backslash, you can type in L-A-W-T-O-N-J-O-S-H-U-A. So Lawton Joshua at the very end of the LinkedIn uh, URL, you get to me and uh, you'll see somebody in Austin, Texas. Fantastic. All right, Josh, I appreciate your time, your expertise, your knowledge and all your suggestions for business owners. Uh, I want to thank Pitney Bowes for being our sponsor of the five and five podcast on small business edge. Uh, Thanks for being a champion for small business owners. And thank you to our listeners for all your great advice uh, or feedback and comments that you give us. We appreciate it. Keep it coming. And we will see you next week on another episode of the small business edge podcast. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Edge 5 and 5, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. To find more podcasts, just visit smallbusinessedge.com. Join us next time for more 5 and 5.